Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com slash Live. I would love it if you'd become our friend on Facebook. I have a love-hate relationship with Facebook, but I love our friends at Bob Bernie Live. B-U-R-N-E-Y. And you got to add live. I have a personal page as well. So to get the radio page, Bob Bernie, B-U-R-N-E-Y, live. And I would love to have you on. And Twitter, at Bob Bernie Live. We can uh, tweet together. And that's another whole topic for another day. Uh, Welcome to our listeners in Columbus. Welcome to our listeners in Washington, D.C. I have the privilege of sitting in for Don Crow today, and we're doing both programs simultaneously as we simulcast. And on Fridays, I always open the phones wide open. Today, why don't we talk election? What are you concerned about? What are you excited about? Uh, why are you voting? Are you voting? What are the issues that are driving you to the polls? I'd just love to hear from you. Let's talk. 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. And we're going to go to Alexandria, Virginia. And Steve has been very patiently waiting. Steve, thanks so much for calling. Welcome. You're on the air. Thanks. Hi, Bob. Hope you're well. I am uh, well, Steve. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good, good. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, I've read, according to plenty of polls and surveys, it seems that most Americans are fairly moderate in their views. And yet, between identity politics and knee-jerk reactions and just the whole political process, we're getting more and more divided, more and more polarized, more and more extreme. Yeah. And I think that is one of the major problems. And I don't see a way to reverse course. I don't see candidates truly trying to bridge the gap, uh, span the aisle, at least not any that come to the forefront when we need them to. Uh, and I don't see a way out other than maybe a new party. Well, uh, you know, that is an alternative, but the problem is it's not going to happen, at least not for many, many, many years. It would take, it would take 20 or 30 years for a third party to really take root. And of course, there have been many third parties that have tried and failed. So Steve, I, I think whether we like it or not, we are pretty much locked into a two-party system. Now, I want to agree with you. I don't see a whole lot of talk. I don't hear a whole lot of talk from anyone about really uniting us. And I'm concerned about that as well. Uh, you know, when President Biden was inaugurated, uh, his inauguration speech, he promised that he would be a uniter. Well, Steve, you know he has been anything but a uniter. He has deeply, deeply divided us. Now, was Donald Trump a uniter? Uh, No, he was not. I supported him in most of what he did, and I would vote for him again. I would, but he was not a uniter. And I I share your concern, Steve. I, I really do. 
it's certainly not coming from the left, and I hear very little of it on the right as well. And I think one thing we've all got to check ourselves on, George Washington warned against uh, fervent political zeal for one party. And I think that's a place where it seems like most, well, many Americans are at least the most vocal ones. And that's a problem, too. Uh, You know, and 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 I would I would agree with you, Steve. I do. Thanks for your call. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. God bless you as well. Eight seven seven Bob Live. Eight seven seven two six two fifty four eighty three. Are we to fight for the right? Yes. Are we to take a stand on principles? Yes. Are we to speak the truth? Yes. Are we to stand against evil and wickedness and things like the redefinition of marriage, abortion, the killing of innocent unborn babies? Those things are not minor. Those are those are evil things. Trying to drag us into socialism, Marxism, communism. That's evil. And we need to expose evil for evil. But my goodness, we... I'm I'm having a, a difficult time trying to express how we can get to the place where we were... I was talking about this on my program several days ago. Let's go back to the days of JFK. Yeah, I am old enough to remember JFK. I am. If we go back then, Democrats and Republicans were different. They had different agendas. They had different ideologies. But we were Americans. We differed, and we could debate, and we could debate strongly. But on the fundamental issues of what is America, what does America stand for, the Constitution, a moral foundation from a Judeo-Christian point of view, which all of our founding fathers believed, we all agreed on that. There were Republicans, there were Democrats, and there was a lot of differences on the economy and how do we deal with welfare and the poor and so forth, and but the the bare bones fundamentals we agreed on we don't any longer we don't now what i'm about to say is going to sound divisive don't mean it that way don't want it to be that way but it's true the liberal progressive left in america no longer believes what our founding fathers believed. They don't. The Constitution of the United States for the far left is now an obstacle that we need to weasel around. We've got to find ways to get around what the Constitution says instead of honoring the Constitution and interpreting it in light of what our founding fathers believed and what they meant. For the liberal left, the Constitution 
is an inconvenience. Yeah, I guess we got to abide by it because it's there, but we don't like it. We want to change it. And we just won't pay any attention to it. We're just going to reinterpret it. And I... the Is all of the blame for the deep division in America, is all the blame on the liberal left? No, certainly not. We have some very vitriolic people on the right. We have some extremists on the right. There's no doubt about that. And it's foolish to say that we don't. We do. But I really do believe that it's primarily the progressive liberal left that has abandoned what we all, as Americans, used to agree on. And I think that's the primary problem. Now, am I hearing messages of unity from Republicans and the right? Not really. I wish we did. Uh, A few... There are some really refreshing voices on the right. It's a difficult thing. It really is because the liberal progressive left is destroying everything that most of us really hold near and dear. And it's becoming it's becoming more and more difficult to cooperate. I think a better way to put it, it's becoming more and more difficult to find common ground. But it's not the right that has moved. It is not the right that has changed dramatically. And that's another reason why this upcoming election is so very, very important. All right. You hear the music. I'm going to take a break. I'd love to talk with you. What is important to you in this election? Can we be united again? What is driving you to the polls? 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-BOB-LIVE. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com slash Live. Well, this is a little bizarre. We are broadcasting today in Columbus, Ohio, and in Washington, D.C. In Columbus, Ohio, it is 74 degrees and sunny. Highly unusual for this time of year in Columbus, Ohio, 74 degrees and sunny. So I thought, hmm, I wonder what the weather's like in Washington, D.C., since I'm talking to people in Washington. In Washington, D.C., according to uh, weather.com, it is 74 degrees and sunny. (laughs) How often does that happen? 74 degrees and sunny here in Columbus, 74 degrees and sunny in uh, Washington, D.C. A little bit of useless information for you. Uh, 
had a caller. By the way, my number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. I really do want to talk to you about the election. Are you encouraged, discouraged? Are you panicked? Uh, Are you uh, optimistic, pessimistic? Uh, why are you voting? What are the issues that are going to drive you to the polls? Have you have you voted already? Well, let's talk about it. This upcoming election is unbelievably important. Tell me about it. What are your thoughts? 877-BOB-LIVE. 877-262-5483. Uh, had a call before the break, a caller from Alexandria, Virginia, And he was mentioning that we are deeply divided as a country, and he's not hearing much about unity. And he's absolutely right. Now, the strange thing is, the Biden administration and the progressive liberal left wants everyone to believe that all of the violence, all of the deep division and the dangerous division of the violence is all coming from the right radical, right-wing, crazy, MAGA Trump supporters. In fact, uh, yesterday, President Joe Biden was at a rally uh, trying to drum up the vote for the election on Tuesday. And uh, he said, quote, How can you call yourself a democracy when you have a group of a 1,000 people who stormed the United States Capitol, break the windows and doors down, Two policemen die as consequences, break through the House and Senate doors and chambers, have people cowering on the floor and so forth. Uh, What do Trump and all his Trumpies call those people? He calls them patriots. No, 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 no. Not a joke. Trump called them patriots. Um, Well, Trump never did call the rioters patriots. He said that the people that were there demonstrating on January 6th were patriots and so forth. But then he went on to say that that's just like the man who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband. Yeah, he implies that Donald Trump called Paul Pelosi's assailant a patriot. Well, that didn't happen. And the guy who attacked Paul Pelosi had Bernie Sanders placards up. He had uh, rainbow flags up. He was, is terribly mentally disturbed. And there's no evidence that he was any kind of Trump supporter. And then add this. House Majority Whip James Clyburn, Democrat from South Carolina, has blamed the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband on Trump supporters. Now, again, folks, there is no evidence whatsoever that this man was a Trump supporter or that anything Trump ever said motivated this guy to attack Paul Pelosi. No evidence whatsoever. So we have the House Majority Whip blaming Donald Trump and Republicans for the attack on Paul Pelosi. And then he said, 
This is what happens in a country that follows Germany in the early 30s. This country is on track to repeat what happened in Germany. He is equating Republicans to Nazis. Yes, he is. So who is really dividing? The uh, Democrats want to use all kinds of scare tactics, implying that if Republicans gain control, we're going to have uncontrolled violence all across America. We're hearing it over and over and over again. I came across some interesting statistics. Remember the riots during the summer after the uh, killing of George Floyd? Remember that? Who was involved in 99.9% of all of those riots? Right-wing Donald Trump supporters? No. Left-wing Antifa, Black Lives Matter, the overwhelming majority, almost all of them, were left-wing. Guess what? Almost $2 billion in damage. I have an article in my hand from September 6, 2020, recounting the results of the riots led by the left. Nearly $2 billion. Other than natural disasters like Katrina, the biggest insurance payouts in American history came from the left-wing led and supported riots during those summers. The largest insurance payouts in American history because of violence, not from the right, from the left. Speaking of Paul Pelosi, this whole story has made a weird turn. I'll share that with you when we return. 